Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Hi, Solution. I'm in a desperate state of affairs as my relationship is going down a very rocky path. Bob and I have been dating for a total of two and a half years. Bob asked me to marry him eight months ago, and I very happily said yes, and I was on cloud nine. It seemed like almost the next day, Bob changed into someone I barely recognize. I'd look at him and think, who are you? It seemed I was engaged to a man I didn't know. It was so strange how we could go from being so great and wonderful to then being cold and indifferent. Our conversations used to be nice and supportive. Now they seem shallow, and it's like we live in some competition as to who's right or who's wrong. All I want in a man is to have a simple and safe relationship where we both care for each other and not a relationship that is marked with some kind of scoreboard. I love this man very much. Sometimes I think about the way he used to be, and I long for those days, but I can't figure out what's going on with all this. Is it my fault? I get blamed for a lot of things. I've noticed Bob's never wrong. Or should I say, he will never admit he's ever wrong. If the conversation isn't about him, he seems to get bored. When I talk about my day or how I'm feeling, he acts dismissive and disinterested. All the ups and downs and highs and lows of this are confusing me to no end, and I'm exhausted. But I do love him. Please give me your solutions. Thank you. Barb from Kansas. Hey, welcome to The Solution. I'm your host, Craig Dowling. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Greg Carter. Greg, how you doing? Awesome. How you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. Hi, how about that letter? Oh, I know. That was something else. <laughs> yes, something else. Yes. Barb from Kansas. Barb and Bob. I know. You know, that's, that's, that's tough when you go from a household... I'm not saying they're living together. They didn't say anything about their living arrangements, but that's very, very hard and traumatizing. Actually, when you go from, from, um, you know, when you're not engaged, you know, you, he's one way. He's the perfect Bob. Then after she says yes to his uh, marriage proposal, well, he change in, changes into the, the bad Bob. What do you bad. think about that? <laughs> bad Bob, definitely. This is just... Based on what I read from the letter, mm-hmm. Bob pursued her, did everything, you know, to schmooze her, so to speak, charm her, mm-hmm. and it worked. So now that now that he's engaged, the work is done. In his mind, the work is done. He's thinking, I have her. No more work. So the real Bob is coming out. And the real Bob that's coming out is not an attentive Bob that's coming out. You know, he's yeah. not listening to what she has to say. No communication. It's all about me. Things that are detrimental in a relationship. Yeah. Seems like he's a jailer almost with the keys. <laughs> as, yes. soon as, as soon as they, she said yes, it's like he put her in a jail and locked her in there. <laughs> now he's up. You know, it's just, uh, it just seems like a t- totally different guy, totally different relationship. Yeah, he took her as an emotional hostage. 
Mm, good one. Emotional hostage. Yes. He doesn't know what love is. He just takes hostages. He doesn't know what love is. No. He's very, uh, very shrewd. Very, you think, very, very, I don't know, to switch like that. I've often wondered. You know, it's like such a manipulative game that's being played. Exactly. You know, and uh, yeah, what do you, manipulation, do we do it? Sometimes we all can do it, you know, unconsciously, but I mean, just to do it all the time. I mean, we, it's like he has no, either he is self-aware of what he's doing or he has no self-awareness. You know, that's something to, to ponder, you know, and I think, I think the key to finding that out, does he know what he's doing? Is to ask him, you know, hey, are you, is this, if he's ever wrong, does he ever admit to being wrong? Well, she said that he never admits to being wrong. Right. I hate to say this, but we could <laughs> have, we could be dealing with a narcissist in Kansas. Yes. In this place, you know, like Dorothy clicking her heels, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Well, yeah. Home yeah. is someplace other than where she's at right now. Right. Yeah. Because Dorothy was in the midst of a tornado. Right. That's where Barb could be, too. Exactly. Midst of a tornado in Kansas, because you can look at that letter, and there's a lot of uh, narcissistic traits that kind of come out. Um, You know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Love bombing happens it can happen in all relationships love bonding yes. can because we're all you know at the beginning we're all excited about this relationship we're on top of it we're doing all these great things right yes and that love bombing thing can go on for quite a while and then all of a sudden the devaluation period starts cuz this these you know you ever heard heard him talk about narcissistic things on the internet on youtube yes they'll talk about love bombing devaluation discard those things can happen in a normal relationship too right you know but i mean here's a good here's a good metaphor greg okay we talk about addictions too right right okay you have a problem drinker yes or you can have an alcoholic now a problem drinker can turn turn around and become okay can he yes he can get rid of that. He can become a not a, not being a problem drinker, right? Right. He could turn around to being a social drinker, or just say, I'm not going to drink at all. Yeah. Without it being an issue. Right. I and, call them phase drinkers. A lot of times they're just going through a phase. Okay. Going through a phase. I like that. Might be like a fraternity boy or sorority girl, college, heavy drinking during yeah. that time. Right. Parents are concerned. They get away from their friends. They find their careers. Right. But their but their body chemistry yes. has not changed into alcoholism, has it? No. The ism has not entered the picture. Right. You're absolutely right. So this, in, in love bombing, it's not like you have, you, we all have narcissistic traits. I've read we, that before. We all do. Yes, we do. But there are some <laughs> people that are loaded with them. Yes. You know, they might gaslight. The, they might you know, gaslight the milkman. They might gas. Well, no, they gaslight the people that are closest to them. 
gaslighters and and, and uh, narcissists, they're going to take on. They're going to the people that are closest to them that they love or that love them. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to take the abuse. And so here, you know, you got a potential problem drinker or a potential alcoholic, but you, here you have a potential narcissist or a, just a problem guy, right? Yes. With some narc traits that he can be, he can, he can work through them. Right. Right. I would like to know, too bad the letter didn't disclose this. I would like to know if this guy even works for a living, if he's out to use Barb, you know, for financial support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bet I've, I've seen that happen before. You know, I've seen a guy and a girl, they moved in together and the guy just quit working. Mm -hmm. He just quit working. Then I ask him, the girl was a good friend of mine. So she goes, could you please talk to, talk to my husband? You know, but they married literally after the third or fourth date. This was several years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. So I talked to him and I said, Hey, you know, the, your wife would like you to work. Can you work? And he just looked at me. I don't want to work. Mm -hmm. Just like that. I don't have to work. She's supporting me. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she would appreciate it if you worked, brought in some more money to the family. Yeah. 50, 50 deal. And then he looked at me again and I don't want to work as he was blowing out a hit from the bong. Blowing out a hit from the bong. Yeah. That's back in the early eighties, but, uh, that's probably why he didn't want to work. One of the reasons, you know? Yeah. Right. Get tested. Yeah. So I'm thinking there's more to this. This guy has another agenda. You know, he really does. I think there's some things to find out. Absolutely. And I think I like what you're, the angle you're going on. And I want to go on the angle too of let's find out if he's a narcissist a little bit, you know, because how self, how self-aware is he, you know? The only way we're going to know all that is, like, will he ever admit he's wrong? Right. How is he that way? Good question. And because she talks, so I, I don't have the, what Josh was reading, I don't have the letter right in front of me, but, um, oh, we're going to hand it, because I want to see that real quick, because she said something there that was really piqued my interest, and I was listening hardcore. <laughs> but she said, uh, I get blamed for a lot of things. I notice Bob is never wrong. Or should I say he will never admit he's ever wrong? If the conversation isn't about him, he gets bored. Because that's the big thing, you know. If, he, if he's never wrong, will he, or will he accept that he could use help? Right. Most narcissists, like maybe 5% of them, Mm -hmm. Less than 5% of them will ever do treatment. If they do, they usually don't get out of there. Therapy, therapy. Yes. They just, they, because it works for them. They don't know any other way out. They don't see that they're having a problem. Right. You know, and they try, and they, they're basically trying to take control over somebody else and use them for supply. You know, and a lot of them don't, they may not have a job or keep a job. Yes. So 
I think there's things to consider because I, I don't want to, I'm not one of these and we're not one of these that just say, pull the plug, get out of the house now. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, burn, you don't want to burn down the relationship just yet, but I think she needs, and I think you're going to agree with me. I will see what you say about this, but I think she needs to confront him on some things and to see what he does. It's what he says. I totally agree. What questions would you say that she should pose to him? Uh, a, we both need things to work on. Say we both and don't come across as an attack. Cause I believe that Bob takes constructive criticism as an attack. So obviously you have to go to communication one oh one. Bob, this makes me feel hurt or it hurts me when you bring the conversation about you. I'm trying to talk to you about how my day went and you automatically you twist it around to about me. You don't pay attention to what I have to say. Never give me any feedback. It turns into about about me, you know, about you constantly. It's like you don't care. And this changed like the day or two after I said yes. Yeah. And yeah. then ask her, how do you feel about that, Bob? Yeah. Hear what and just be silent. Hear what his answer is. You stayed with us this far, and that shows commitment, proving you possess the trait required to obtain the solution. Now let's rejoin the show already in progress. One of the biggest signs is if she she says no to him. Yes. Barb, you're listening. I know you are. You're going to eventually say no to him a few times. See what his, how he reacts. We're trying to tell you some things. We want you to do some things where you can gain knowledge of this. And we're going to give you a piece of knowledge here. But I want you to go to, uh, heck, you can go to YouTube. There's a million things about narcissism on there. Yes. The trick, <laughs> the trick is to get knowledgeable about it. Right. And um, because a life, you're not married yet, a life with a narcissist can be extremely, you know, if you're with somebody for a lot of years, it can really take you down. Yes. I mean, that's, that's proven. And uh, we want to see you have a great life. Or, like you say, he might just be a problem. A, not a problem. He might be a, that's synonymous to a problem drinker. He could turn this around, but the only way to do it is to tell him what you see in him and see how he reacts. Don't you think, Greg? Yes. Yeah, she needs to. And also, too, don't forget, she needs to tell him, too, this is this is how it makes me feel. I feel like this. I feel neglected when you're not interested in what I have to say. I feel neglected when all you talk about is yourself. I feel neglected. She comes up with that a few times, right? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then listen to hear what his response is. My guess is that he might, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Boom. And then the next day or two, it's going to go back to the same thing. He's going to he's gonna be repeating these behaviors. I know he is because he feels like he hit the jackpot. If you made that quick of a change after proposing to somebody and they accepted and you've done a 180 degree turn, Mm-hmm. You're planning this. Bob is planning this. This is all a big scheme to him, in my opinion. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. He did. He's, he's schemed that because when you're changing your tune, 
the next day or two after taking them. This is a big step to propose to somebody. And it's just the biggest step for her to accept. Now you two are on the same, you're still on the same team, but at a higher level, you're at the next level. After that, it's, it's marriage, you know, yeah. for him to change, he should be stepping up that much more. See what I mean? He should be. He should even have both feet in the game now, but he doesn't. He's like totally backed out. He's backing away. He's walking out of the batter's box instead of stepping into the batter's box. He's walking out of the batter. Yeah, yes, he right. is. Yeah. With, yeah. with a scowl on his face. Yeah, he is like, what am I doing? You know, yeah. She said he's acting dismissive, even if she brings something up. Like, like they'd be talking, it said. Yes. And she would be like, Try to you know try to then say a little bit about herself, and he would look at her in a dismissive way. That's, that's that's just showing disrespect. Oh my gosh! Yes, that's very disrespectful. Yeah, very disrespectful, Barb. I hope you take it. You're listening to this. I really want you to take a really good look at this. Yeah, take a close look at this. And what's your what your what your gut is telling you? I know my gut's telling me. I'm not even involved in the situation. Right. Run. <laughs> well, I thought she did a good job of writing the letter, just you know, giving out some descriptive things that she we did. could go she on. Did. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you know. But the big question is, like, well, I've said it three times, but I mean, problem drinkers can turn it around and become just just fine. But right. is he past that point? Is he NPD? Is he that far into it? And, you know, like I said, we all have a trait or two. Yes. And then there are just some people, Craig, too, that are just so self-centered that aren't narcissists. They're just self-centered and they just don't know what love and emotion is. No, right. Yeah, which is sad. Selfish, selfish and self-centered. Yeah, self-absorbed. And Well, you know, when we're little, this is, all, this is when all this happens. When we're little kids, you know, be, between the ages of one and seven, if, if mom and dad... When we were little, if mom and dad didn't show us a lot of love yes, and a lot of support and a lot of validation for little Greggy and little Craigie yeah. and little Joshy, I mean, we grow up, we haven't felt what we, we haven't been supplied with what we need to become this emotionally mature person. We're stunted. And so we have to, within ourselves, we have to find something to fill that hole. And so who knows what it's going to be. But we have to find something that we normally get from our parents. Yes. Or the people, our caregivers, the ones that love us. That's their responsibility. When they have a kid, they're responsible for inserting love into that little child's life. Right. And inserting, you know, the... the validating them, you know, telling them, hey, what's your grades looking like? Or how'd you do at the baseball game if you couldn't be there? Or you were at the baseball game for, for them and you told them, hey, that was a great job. You did really good. Or with the little girl, hey, your solo sounded awesome at the solo recital. I mean, I was practically going to stand up and give you a standing ovation. You know yeah. what I mean? It's those yeah. type of things to yeah. the kids. So they feel loved and um, cherished, whatever. And that's what makes the little kids... That's like putting water on the plant makes it grow right. up, right? Absolutely, yeah. And so Bob could be a great guy, but we just don't know his very beginnings, you know. And so that's what they grow up to, and then they they don't they they don't if they can't give what they don't have, right? 
Right. So if you're stunted in certain ways, if you weren't given that as a child, you can't give it. Right. And Bob can't give it. I mean, he apparently was giving something to, you know what I mean? To where, you know, Barb became smitten with him. But that's why I think it was just game. You know, they call it in the streets, right? Game, nightclub, game. You know, he was showing her some impressive game and she misinterpreted it for, hey, this guy really likes me. I think he really loves me. And, you know, yeah. You are 100% right, too, because a lot of those things can be, um, you can fake it. You learn a lot of things. Oh, God, yeah. How to be, how to be this guy for a while. But eventually, your real you it's going to take over. And like you said on one, one, one podcast, you know, you can't keep a mask on forever, right? Right. Yeah. No one can wear the same mask forever. No. Yeah. And so that happens. And, yeah. you know, and really the real Bob's coming out now, but he's showing little intermittent um, demonstrations of love that he doesn't have. Yeah. Now, if he's not a narcissist, there's ways of finding out. You just there's some keys. One of a really good one is tell him no. Yes. On some occasions. Because a narcissist wants it to be all about them. Yes, exactly. And, and they take that person as a hostage and that's their supply. They are supplied with that person and they don't care <laughs> if they receive negative supply or good supply. If they're, if they're if they're low on supply, they'll start an argument. Yeah, just to right piss off that other person, yeah. because they want a reaction, and that reaction, whether they're it's mad, those they love that too. Yeah, they're still getting fed. Yep, still getting fed. Yep, yeah. make him mad sometime, Barb, and then take a quick glance at him and see if he's smiling. <laughs> or no, no, you be mad sometime. You be totally frustrated. You'll look at him. I've had this happen before. They're smiling. They got a smirk. Yeah. And you're like, so in a relationship, in a healthy relationship, right? Right. You should walk away every day feeling like you're a team. Exactly. A bit of a team taking on life, you know, and that's something to ask yourself. If, uh, you know, if, if you're there for that person and he's there for you. That's, right. that's what a real team is, you know. What are the characteristics of narcissism? They seem perfect at first. They talk about themselves almost all the time. They're oversensitive to perceived criticism. They give backhanded compliments. They manipulate your feelings. They are arrogant. They cannot stand rejection. Wow. And you know a big one? Is empathy. Yeah. A true narcissist, they will not have empathy. No. You know, and um, so the signs are there. Barb, um, I want you to look them up. I want you to research this. I would love to get a letter back from Barb, wouldn't we? Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be really nice because we're in your corner, <laughs> 100%. I hope she responds to the letter. I'd love to be able to sit down and talk to Bob. Yeah, Bob I'd needs l- a talking. Bob, uh, Bob, can you hear us? Yeah, are you in there, Bob? Bob, are yeah. you in there? <laughs> no, that's. I feel sorry for Barb. Yep, I do too. Yeah, I do too. 
I hope we've helped you a little bit, but please continue to gain knowledge. Knowledge over any subject in life makes it doable. Knowledge is everything. So for Greg and myself, I say good night. Listener, thank you so much. Josh, thank you for the reading. Take care. And uh, all right, listener, thank you very much. Good night. Good night. This concludes this episode of The Solution. Please join us next time for episode 42, where we continue our discussion of narcissism, including the topics of cognitive dissonance and the guilt and shame a narcissist will use to control their supply targets. Send your questions and comments to Craig. 2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time, good luck and goodbye.